0: Love, Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. LeVar Evans here with an update here as to what's going on with the Boston Manhunt. At this hour, as far as we know from the Associated Press, thousands of law enforcement officers are entering the 14th hour of a massive door-to-door manhunt for a suspect in Monday's Boston Marathon bombings that wounded more than 170 people and left three dead. A late-night police chase and shootout left one Marathon bombing suspect, 26-year-old Tamerlan Tarzanov dead, and his other, his younger brother, on the run. Uh, One police officer was killed and another was seriously wounded during the violent spree. The city of Boston is ground to a standstill, and the manhunt continues in a 20-block radius of Waterton. Uh, the suspect on the lamp is Zokar Sardov of Cambridge, Massachusetts, a registered student at the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth. He and his brother's family originally came from Kazakhstan. We'll have more updates on our webpage at News Comment. We now go to page one. everyone. Lavar, with you here, along with Mary. This has been quite a week. How are you, my friend?
0: I'm doing okay, um, considering it has been quite yeah. a week.
1: Yeah. Uh, just to update everybody once again from the report that I just said, uh, the 14th hour of Indeed, a massive door-to-door manhunt in Boston, uh, late-night police chase left one of the Marathon bombing suspects dead, which was 26-year-old Tamerlan Sarnoff and his younger brother, is still on the run. Police, uh, one police officer was killed, another was seriously wounded doing the violent spree last night. Pretty much the entire city of Boston and some of the surrounding suburbs are at a standstill, and police there are telling everyone, if you have no need to be out, and for our friends on the East Coast that may be listening in, if you are out, go home, lock yourselves in, do not answer the door unless it is someone from the police, uh... Who will identify themselves. Uh, just a few minutes ago, there was a report about a uh I'm trying to green that up if I can, and if we can't get it, uh, check definitely our webpage and we'll be retweeting, but there was a green Honda Civic, I believe, that police were looking for. Um, the suspect on the lamb, Zokar Zarnav, 19, of Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, was a student at um, Massachusetts, University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth, and I'm not sure if you had saw, Marion, at the suspect's uncle, uh, in pretty much a very emotional uh, press conference, Um, pretty much. It's it's very, you know, when things come out, uh, his uncle said that the pair have been here since 2002, and recently there were reports, and like a lot of this stuff is still fresh, I don't want to really put it out there, and uh, we're not. Mm -hmm. Um, We've already seen what happened to one news operation by doing that stuff this week, and it does not go down. Uh, but um, the older brother, who was a boxer, studied engineering at a local community college, he also reportedly had a wife and a young child. Um, And the uncle was quoted as saying, uh, when told that one of his nephews was killed, he replied that, quote, he deserved it. He deserved this. Uh, He absolutely deserved this. They do uh, deserve to live. Uh, He also learned that his nephews were suspects, uh, and he said... um, Since those people don't have association to him by blood, um, he would say that they're barbarians. But uh, pretty much told the one that is still out to give himself up and to ask for forgiveness. And you know, you can also get from this because they got in touch with their father. uh, uh, The Associated Press did, and he pretty much had said that his son was an angel and a wonderful student and that he wanted his son to surrender peacefully and make his way home, which if he surrenders peacefully, is not going to make his way home. But uh, transit has been shut down there, uh, and now um, airspace within Boston shut down. And sometime this afternoon, uh, police have said that they were going to do some controlled explosions there around uh, uh, Boston, uh, apparently from some things that they have possibly found. But uh A lot of stuff going on, not just there in Boston, but in Texas and Waco and West Texas and then here in Chicago where we are uh, pretty much um, (laughs) flooding at this point. pretty much seems like small news compared to what is going on in Boston and what's been happening in Texas, but um, Mm -hmm. it's been a long week. How about a beer?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I would say at least one and maybe some kind of other stiff drink, whiskey, bourbon, bourbon chaser,
1: um, seriously,
0: it's been a tough week for yeah. the entire nation, and not just you know individually. I'm sure individually people have had rough weeks as the, on their own. But, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, the, and the one thing about these shows, and I know some people will be like, "Well, how can you do a show?" We're going to try to do our regular Friday. Besides that, and besides talking about this at the top of the show, we're going to try and do. And I know I was asked by a friend, and we're going to talk about it. And I said, it would be pretty tough not to. Um, to not been talking about what's been going on Well, yeah, but you week.
0: can't not acknowledge something that's happened.
1: Yeah. And we're going to try and do this show as regularly as we can to at least give some people a form of escape for at least 30 minutes if we can. Um, a lot of interesting subjects ahead for this um, Friday. I wanted to kind of get out of the way also while I have everyone's attention at the beginning of the show that we are on Twitter at News Comet BTR uh Mary's over at Louise Mama. Our official webpage is at newscommentbtr.wix.com uh, forward slash fanpage. I had a favor to ask of all of my friends out there. As you know, our shows are on iTunes for free. Uh, you can subscribe or download your favorite shows. And actually, I found out something y- yesterday. Went on to iTunes And one of the most popular shows that has been downloaded uh, was a 411 lounge that we did with Kelly Devine, God, I think now coming up on a year ago, uh, which is one of our most popular ones. Um, And by the way, this is show number 195, if you are keeping track. But for those of you that go to iTunes, if you can, as a good old favor to your good old Uncle Var over here, If you go to iTunes, and you have iTunes, and you go to our page, if you can, please leave a review and rate us. There's a reason why I'm asking you to do that. Uh, There are other podcasting services which will carry our show, but we need ratings. <laughs> so it's a favor to me if you have a chance to go over to your iTunes and uh, pull that up, please. But uh, kind of getting in, and now uh, I hate that we've kind of had to spend time with that, but wanted to talk about something that I came across uh, earlier this week, and I know she has since tried to make some clarification remarks, which I don't have, unfortunately. But Gabby Reese, last Friday on the Today Show, went on – in regards to her new book uh, which is called uh, My Foot is Too Big for the Glass Slipper and she believes women being submissive in a relationship is a sign of power rather than weakness. She writes that quote: to truly be feminine means being soft receptive and look out here it comes submissive. She says I think the idea of living with a partner is quote how can I make their life better? So if I'm The woman, and he's the man, and yes, that's the dynamic. I'm willing and I choose to serve my family and my husband because it creates a dynamic where he is then, in fact, acting more like a man and masculine and treating me the way I want to be treated. She says, I think because women have the ability to set the tone that the ultimate strength in showing real power, I believe, is creating that environment. I don't think it's a sign of weakness. I think it's a sign of strength. Now, she's been married to legendary big wave surfer Laird Hamilton for 17 years, And she also clarified her definition of being submissive. She said, quote, he's not saying dinner on the table at 6. We're not talking about that. I'm saying, hey, I'll lift up my side and I'll do it happily. And also the expectation would be or the hope would be that he comes with the same attitude. Is it a form of service? Absolutely. But I think it's the place I can express that part of myself and my personality. Now, you've read this entire interview and you've seen the clip. Question Mm -hmm. here. Is, in that relationship, do you believe that being submissive in that relationship, especially on a woman's end, is it a good thing, as she is saying, or is it a bad thing?
0: Okay, so anyone who's listened to me before in the entirety of any time that we've talked, I have been one of those women that it's good to be a strong proud, powerful woman. Always said that. I agree with her. 100%. And I know that's going to sound probably the weirdest thing ever that I agree with her because there's nothing wrong. I understand what she means by being submissive. It's a horrible word.
1: It's not the right word
0: that that she should have chosen. Yeah, (laughs) It's not the right word. But I know what she's saying. She's saying be the feminine role in the relationship. There is nothing wrong with being a girl, and for so many years, I don't know. I mean, I know in my family, we're all very strong women. We can, I can change my own tires and my own battery and my and my own brakes in my car. I can. Does that mean I want to? No. (laughs) If I had a guy that wanted to take care of me and say, I want to do that. there you go, have fun, do it. I will be the girl and sit there and just go, oh, that looks so neat. What's that brown thingy? If that makes him feel more like a man and take care of me and let me give him my expectations of what I want to feel in a loving relationship, then by all means, be that girl. Be a girl. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: I'm going to. But
0: it's tough. I will say it's tough for a lot of women to do that.
1: Yeah, it, it's tough for a lot. And I'm going to say as a guy, it. I actually agree with her, and I agree with you. It was a poor term of war, because I think nowadays, with women really, really being independent. I mean, they were independent before, but now you know, with uh, Title IX, women's lib, and everything else, and women now being more of a major force in the workplace uh, than ever before, you can still be you know, feminine or, you know, quote, the word she used, submissive, which is a horrible word. Because I think whatever people think of submissive, they think, oh, I'm just going to lay over and let you do everything and say what's going to happen. No. And I think within her words, that's not what she was saying. She was just saying, hey, there is, you know, certain things within the confines of relationship in which, you know, as a woman, there are certain things that, you know, she does, and she would hope that it is equalified by the guy in that relationship. That's what I walked away with. Thinking yeah, about and that.
0: that's, I think that's what she it, meant.
1: There's yeah, a time and place it,
0: for women to wear the pants, and in a relationship, that's not the time and the place.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless in your relationship, the guy is wearing the skirt. And that happens, too. Yeah. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen.
1: Oh, yeah. So if you the know, guy it, wears the
0: skirt, then you wear the pants. It's one or the other. I know
1: that's a horrible yeah. thing, but no, it. it I, I mean, there's you no know, other I, way of
0: explaining it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it. Pretty much, probably could have stood to probably get a little bit better uh, wording to that, but I think we all understood what Gabby was saying, and um, you know, it, it just created a firestorm this week in regards to uh, her words and people thinking, "Well, I'm not going to blah blah blah." Well, no, that's not what she was saying. Um, it pretty much was. You know, just knowing your role within the relationship, not knowing your role as not know your role and just be quiet. No, it was knowing that you are, you know, going to be doing this so that, you know, you hope that they do that and that it works and gels together. So right. uh, we've talked about another thing here from time to time, and it's always the thing of social media. And from Reuters came a report this week that uh, rudeness and in throwing insults are cutting online friendships short with a survey on Wednesday showing people are getting ruder on social media, and two in five users have ended contact after a virtual altercation. Now, as social media usage surges, the survey found so has incivility, with 78% of 2,698 people reporting an increase in rudeness online, with people having no qualms about being less polite virtually than in person. One in five have reduced their face-to-face contact with someone they know in real life after an online run-in. Now, Joseph Greeney, co-chairman of the uh, corporate training from Vital Smarts that conducted the survey, said online rows uh, often now spill into real life. The survey found two in five people blocking, unsubscribing, or unfriending someone over a virtual agreement. He goes on to say, quote, The world has changed and a significant proportion of relationships happen online, but manners haven't caught up with technology. And uh, the figures from the Pew Research Center showed that 67% of online adults in the United States now use social networking sites uh, with Facebook, the most popular, while the latest figures show over half of the British population has Facebook accounts. Now, the survey follows a spate of highly publicized run-ins between people who came to virtual blows online uh, as well as in public, and there's a lot of different stories. But they also said that workplace tensions have also tracked back to conversations and chat forms when workers talked negatively about a colleague. And they suggested peer-to-peer pressure was needed to enforce appropriate behavior online, what people told if out of line. He said the three rules that could improve conversations online were to avoid monologues, replace lazy, judgmental words, and cut personal attacks, particularly when emotions were high. So have you, (laughs) I think we all, Have you ever had to cut someone out of your life because of something that was said online? No. No? No,
0: no, and no. Because I am one of those people that if you say it online, then you should be able to say it to my face. Now, I have had to cut someone out because I said, you said something online, I'd like you to say it to my face and have them chicken out on me Mm -hmm. and said, fine, then we're done. Thank you. I'm one of those people, though. I'm also very old school, where when they said that the manners haven't caught up with the technology, B.S. The manners have gone yeah. down. Yeah. That has think, Manners catching up with technology has nothing to do with it. You're rude online. You're rude in person.
1: Yeah. My I, opinion. I could, uh, no, I couldn't agree more because I was like, the manners should have already been there, and if the manners were there, we wouldn't have an issue online. So Correct. There should be no catching up with anything. And you're still whether you are online or offline, you should always have manners or respect for other people. So uh, I right. never understood that whole thing, but yeah, it right. um, it actually has led me. You know, social media brings out a lot about people sometimes that I don't think I want to see. And when you have events <laughs> that happen or things that happen, particularly with this week. Particularly with the elections of last year, and particularly with other things that have gone on, you tend to find out more about that person than what you wish you knew. And I would say that it actually did happen to me in an odd off way, where um, a old schoolmate uh, found me on Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, you know, really didn't talk to him that much." And then one particular day, uh, there was a comment that he made in regards to women and one of my other old classmates had took offense, he pretty much lashed out at her. And it shocked me in such a way. I was like, you know, if he's that way about her, then how is he going to feel about everybody else? And I just had to cut him because it was like it was just something I did not want to constantly see on my Facebook wall. And I've had instances of that with Twitter. As much as I love followers, if there's a couple of followers that just irk me for what they write, it's the nice freedom of being able to just get rid of somebody. But, yeah, it's people's – you know, they're –
0: But that's um, – okay, even though this is social media we're talking about right now and this is a very specific thing, in life, that's how it happens. That's why people come and go within your life because you start out with a certain knowledge of them. And – recently, there is someone that I thought, I'm not saying that they were my best friend or anything, but they were a good confidant and they were a very good support and they were they were wonderful, they were a wonderful person to me. And then recently, with everything that's happened, I had to, I'm just like, I, I can't stand what you're saying. You mm-hmm. turned into that guy that I want to just put into a car without brakes and push off a hill. You know, it's I just it's it's not a I'm, and I'm not saying I want to kill him, but it's it, he went too far to the extreme. And it, the difference was in person. I learned this much because you only had this much time. Now I have everything, mm-hmm. and now I know everything. I don't want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and we would be fine and get along and everybody could say whatever they want to say about whoever they want to say in person as long as i don't have to know everything yep. but yeah social media has opened open that up a little bit
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and they did and and it, it's the it's the keyboard courage
1: yeah and that's the sad thing and actually there was uh a uh, person that I know in the adult entertainment industry, they kind of took to Twitter yesterday talking about, you know, how people are rude to them. And they are like, if only you knew, you know, what I kind of go through on a daily basis, you'd be surprised. And, and time and again, when we've had guests on the One Lounge, the one thing they talk about is that they love social media, but they hate the fact that they have to, you know, go through so many, quote, uh, people who harass bully, or get that behind-the-screen courage to say things. Or to threaten, or to, you know, whatever. And it's just amazing how people are in this social media world. But sadly, that is what we've had to learn with. Um, mm-hmm. The last story of the day here. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to warn you now that if you are listening with kids, uh, you probably want to send them off to play because this one does. I, I didn't want to slap like the mature tag on today's show. We're all adults. I was a little surprised when I found two things in the Huffington Post this week. And there's two different stories here, uh, both involving men and women and how we look at each other or how we view each other. The first one was a study, and I can't believe this is sexual studies, but <laughs> this one was. So I want to
0: be part of one of these studies.
1: Yeah, I know, right? The first one, it says the more sexist a man is, the more likely he is to be into big boobs. A recent study from the University of Westminster published in February in the Archives of Sexual Behavior showed that men's attitudes toward women influenced their attitudes about ideal breast size. The researchers interviewed 361 white heterosexual men ranging in age from 18 to 68. Since ethnicity had been previously shown to impact how individuals perceive breast size, the researchers decided to pull participants from just one self-identified racial category. Each man was shown five different 3D models of women, each with a different breast size, and then asked to record which woman he found most physically attractive. Afterward, the participants were given surveys which measured each man's level of hostility towards women, his attitudes about relationships between men and women, benevolent—I'm going to get that out—benevolent sexism, and how much he objectified women. Now, the researchers found that the largest percentage of participants, 32.7 percent. Rated medium-sized breast is most attractive, followed by large at 24%, very large at 19%, and small 155 and very small at 83 However, a preference for large and very large breasts was significantly correlated to overt sexism. <laughs> the connection was strongest when it came to benevolent sexism. In other words, men who tend to idealize traditional femininity and perceive women as meek and weak are also the most likely to prefer big boobs. Now, the findings go well into that. Then there was another study for women. Of course, you ladies are covered.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this, this is the one I want this, to be part of. This is where women rated men, uh, uh, and by the size of their package, women rated men with larger penises more attractive, but the returns on bigger genitals start to decrease at a flaccid length uh, at 7.6 centimeters. What's more, larger penises gave tall men a bigger attractiveness boost than shorter men. The study suggests that women's preferences for bigger penises could explain why human males have rel- relatively big genitals for their body size. A uh, study on women's preferences for penis size also have been mixed, with some suggesting that women who frequently orgasm through um, ways south are the pickiest, perhaps because size matters for that sort of stimulation. But... The thing about this study, as it kind of goes more into it, was that it was more or less uh, along the way that the size went down in terms of the general attractiveness because it all mattered on a guy's height. And first of all, we could pretty much go through anything that goes with that. But my study is this, and I'm just asking as a guy, and 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 I've seen this in public. Why is it that when a woman talks about the physical characteristics of a guy, Mm -hmm. it is something that is okay and it's something that it's just what I want. But if it is a guy who is talking about the physical characteristics of a woman, it is something in which then they're perv or uh, they're not right or anything else. Because, like, the study for the large breast thing, that might have just been a preference. It doesn't really have to go towards sexism. I and, mean, of course, there are some guys, yes, they are that way. But I'm pretty sure that study was skewed, just like I'm pretty sure the study over there was skewed. Because, trust me, not all women, um, you know, dependent on the woman, uh, think that size, well, to some accountability, not like every guy has to be like 10 inches or more. They don't think that that's all that important as long as the guy knows what to do. You avoided fa-
0: the statement.
1: Yeah, I know <laughs> I did. <laughs>
0: Size doesn't matter.
1: That's what I wanted you to say. <laughs> I was going that route, and it was eventually good. Yeah. Nope, go, ahead. Right. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No,
0: no, no, no. Okay, to answer your question, why is there a double standard? Because men cannot speak about women and their physical characteristics, without being rude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, but you know what
0: though? I was like, sometimes though, it's something I don't mind. Knows, I <laughs> don't care if a guy says, "Wow, she's attractive." I'm sorry, women are attractive. Women are beautiful creatures, and I'm not. I'm not a lesbian. Trust me, I like my guys, but women are beautiful, and I wish we'd all realize that. That we're just. I mean, look at us. We 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 have long hair. We. I mean, granted, most guys have like there's guys that have long hair too, but our hair is flowing, we have soft skin, we have big, full lips, we have breasts, we have waists, we, we have butts, we have hips, we have legs. It's We look great in heels, although there are some guys that look better in heels than I do. That's scary. <laughs> um, but, I mean, women on their own, just in general, women are beautiful creatures. Not saying guys aren't, just saying, in general, women are beautiful. Men can be <laughs>
1: <laughs> But at that point there wouldn't you be worried about a you be worried about a beautiful looking guy.
0: Men that aren't <laughs> I'm just gonna be all men can come after me on Twitter, I don't care. Um or women. Please comment away. Um no, but it's I think that when women talk about physical characteristics they're not like I have to have blah 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 oh, her, her, her. Because no, there are some, No, no, it, I'm going
1: to stop you. I'm going to stop you there. there are, are some. some no, because, just like
0: there are some men that can speak about women and say they are just beautiful. That woman is beautiful and talk about her physical characteristics and not offend me in any mm-hmm. way shape or form.
1: So we're saying but it's not bad apple in there. Speak
0: about men and their physical characteristics.
1: You obviously have not been on Twitter way. after dark. <laughs> you have not have, you have not been on twitter after i don't count you? that i'm going to
0: tell you why i don't count that because those people have keyboard courage get them out into a, a real place where people can overhear their conversations all of a sudden they clam up i will guarantee that half of those people will not say anything like they say on twitter after dark so
1: so pretty in much the real what world. You're, so pretty much what you're saying is that women are more prone to probably keep their um, animal no, instincts <laughs> but think it. More women are going to be more
0: embarrassed than to sit there and say that they are strong enough to say that that guy looks like he's got a nice little package. I won't mind sleeping with that. Now, I am not one of those women. I am one of those women that in a crowded cafe, in a library, with it silent, if I see somebody I be like, woo, I will have your babies, I have no problem with that.
1: Well, that's because we, we know you have no filter, but yes. – <laughs> 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 And that's why you are me. But, you know, but it's like women keep it more pro Yes, guys sometimes too, but, yeah, I know guys are a lot more guiltier of probably taking it one step too far. But I was like, but if you ask a guy, a guy's going to be more honest. He's going to be like, oh, man, yeah, I really like that, and I want to – blah. They, they go – they pretty much overshare. Women kind of they undershare have no, when no it comes sense. to it, so, Yeah. I have I the guy know.
0: filter. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a guy filter and a girl filter, I got the guy filter. Somehow that got mixed up. St. Peter decided to give me the guy Peter or filter.
1: <laughs> With that, we'll have to let it go because the clock on the wall tells us our time is just about <laughs> up. Any shout-outs this week?
0: Uh, no, but my, my heartfelt thoughts and prayers and and good vibes and everything that I can towards Boston and – east coast and and you in chicago floating around on your arc
1: yes yes my my arc i made it into the show today and yeah indeed we're thinking about everybody there in boston and west texas and waco and uh... just about everywhere and it's uh... been a tough week and may hopefully by the time we all meet again next week hopefully it will be a nice peaceful week but like i said the yes. clock in the wall is telling us that it's time to go thank you once again my friend so for mary i am lavar We'll see you next week for another edition of Page One. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace.